Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Back with the Raspy Voice Kids. That is the best podcast in the Mid-Ohio Valley. Nominated Raspy Voice Kids. I'm Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate it. Joined by Jeremy J. and Fiend Phoenix. We are going pop culture today, like always. Promise rings. Do you have one? Have you given one? What do you think about them? Is there an age limit? We're going to get to all of that. The win over Kansas, that was a big deal on Saturday. It drops a notch when you remember we lost to Baylor on Monday. We're going to go through that. The ACC RVK Coaches Royal Rumble representative will be determined today. At least two will be picked, and you guys can vote. Mario Cristobal just won for the Pac-12 or for the uh, yeah, for the Pac-12. And why we hate Tennessee basketball edition. Coming straight at you. RVK, get at us. Here we go. We're going to talk about a very interesting thing. Is when a guy and a girl get together, he feels like he's she's very special, and then he buys her a wedding. No, 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 not wedding ring. He buys her a very important thing to show that they are committed forever. An engagement? No, it's not an engagement ring either. We're talking about promise rings. That's right, promise rings. You know them, I know them, and I just don't get them. So we're going to talk about it. Me and B. Fiend, I also say Pitt, this is Jeremy, J.N. Fiend of the Raspy Voice Kids. All our sponsors are behind us, and we're just going to get into this. Promise rings, Brandon? How much does that really, really mean? Promise rings remind me of high school. Promise rings remind me of junior high. I thought they were stupid then. I didn't know they still existed today. Not in the adult world. No, crazy, crazy. So they say promise rings is a ring of commitment. And I promise that I will always love you. And I will always love you. That's what an engagement ring is. I get it. Like you said, high school, that's exactly the first time I ever heard of it. Now, granted, I guess they started hundreds of years ago with these things they call posy rings that people used to give them uh, each other. Now they've came back on the scene. I get it when I was in high school. I heard it. Look, you're, you're, too, er, you're too young to actually make a commitment. 
So you say, hey, you know what? In the future, I'm going to promise this to you. When you get older, when, when, you, when you're a grown woman, I don't get how you, they let this slide. A promise ring? That's what you call an engagement ring. It's ridiculous. My whole thought is if you're too young to commit, you're too young to commit. Keep the money in your pocket. Keep the ring off your finger. I don't understand the point of the promise ring. I never understood it back then. But if you're 30-something years old and you're saying to a chick, I love you, but I'm so here, let me get you this promise ring. What I hear is, I love you, but not that much. No, and it's funny. I, I honestly am shocked and surprised that girls and guys get, a, get, get away with this. Like, I get it. I get it. Like, they make, it makes them feel special. Dudes don't care about a promise ring. Like, I read something that's like, oh, it doesn't uh, uh, carry the same levity as an engagement ring, but a promise ring shouldn't be taken lightly. Psh, whatever. I'm going to tell you what I just told somebody this weekend. Boyfriends mean nothing to me. If I meet you, you got a boyfriend, <laughs> that ain't none of my business. If you're engaged, I'll pay a little more attention because at least you have promised to promise to love somebody forever, but you still have not made those vows. You still have not committed. Husbands, wives, that's 100% sacred. I respect it completely. Vows have been made. Vows should be paid. But boyfriends, promise rings, they'll mean nothing to me. I no, see no. You guys, if I see you and I'm like, oh, you got a ring on your finger, like, oh, it's, you know, my boyfriend got me a promise ring, I'm going to be like, oh. So you single in. Yeah. That's how I see it. Okay, <laughs> promise it, rings don't mean nothing to me. Don't come talk to me about no promise ring. And certainly don't ask me for no promise ring. Look, don't ask me for no, and why are we talking about it? Don't ask me for no engagement ring either. That's another thing I don't I see, like. Nah, he got, he got, he, no, he no, if we get married. He elevating the game. If we going to get married, I'm traditional when it comes to this. Don't propose to me because we're breaking up right that moment. Okay? And don't ask uh, me when we get married because you're ruining it. It needs to be, we need to know that we're headed that way. But I would like to surprise you. I like to surprise now, and if she don't cry when I propose, we're going to start over. Amen. I'm taking it back. Amen. Start over. Because the last time she didn't cry, I should have seen the writing on the wall. Amen. No. Should have seen Speak. Preach. Preach, boy. I've been preach. preaching. I'm preaching. I am. So, but what going back to promise rings, what surprises me is that it wasn't invented by some dude. Like, like you Why does think, it surprise you? No, no. Because. It's clearly a woman thing. No, 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 no. Because, me. guys, it, it only benefits guys. It buys you time. It, it buys you time. It no, lets it you. it doesn't buy. Jeremy, you're. Okay, go ahead. Uh, yes, yes, I hear no. What you're I you hear give the saying. ring. It pacifies them. I have a promise ring yes, now. That yes. means nothing. All it means is I have more time to figure out what I want to do for the guy. <laughs> and who else I <laughs> want to be with. While she is happy right now. The promise ring is a bunch of garbage. Jeremy, and, and Jeremy. You, and it, no, no. Go ahead. No, I'm going to say, if you don't believe it, Try to give some woman over the age of 25 a promise ring. You think it's going to go over well? It, it may, but it shouldn't. Jeremy, women like promise rings too. You know why? Because it's something to brag about to their friends. Every victory is a victory. No, no. Great or small. Great. Be for real. Be for real. If Jeremy, you're, if you're, if you're over 25 to... years old, you can go to your friends who are all married with Jeremy. kids and say, oh, yeah, he bought me a Jeremy, promise ring. Part of it depends on how much the ring cost. Part of it depends on where her friends are in life. Part of it depends on what's happening in the relationship with other guys. High school, high school. Period. I agree with you. I'm just telling you that the mentality of a person who accepts I, a promise ring. Because think about it. I don't think I, about I, it. If, I, she, I, if it does nothing for her, why is she wearing it? Put that on a necklace. Wear it around your neck. Don't put it on your finger. I'm telling you, we need to put this up on a poll because I feel like any woman over 25 who gets a promise ring is going to be offended or should be. Offended. Then why does she accept it? And why is she wearing it? Because uh, I agree with you. Why does she accept a lot of things? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 100% with you. It's about dude, hope. Dude should, dude it, gives, should, it gives girls hope okay, and it okay, buys, wait, and it buys no, okay, dudes time. Okay, you just said they should be offended. And I'm telling you, you said why? You said it's, you said it's, it surprised you that dudes didn't come That's what I'm it. saying. Okay, okay. I'm but, not, but, but, but what but, you're telling me, what you just said is exactly what I thought. It gives her hope. 
It gets her to be able to tell her friends who said he ain't nothing. Okay, I'm not well, I'm tra- okay. she say, girl, he ain't nothing. Nothing. Right. Then he gets a promise <laughs> ring. Now she can go back and say, look, we're not quite there, but we're headed there. We're headed there. See, so I like I see, said, I, I say under twenty five because if you're over twenty five, everybody's gonna look at you and laugh. But and, and yeah, I said I don't. I'm laughing. I say I don't understand it. I guess I do understand it. I'm just saying it's ridiculous because it's a bunch of hogwash guys feed girls and get away with it. I'm not trying to hate on the dudes. Hogwash girls want. They want to, Jeremy. Girls be hanging on the scraps. <laughs> Jeremy, you remember Every you saw word. baby boy. You saw baby boy. Baby boy. I mean, Jody. Come on. I hate you too, little I hate, person. I hate you too. But Jeremy. Girls be holding on. They want to hang on to anything. And dudes, too. Any little scrap. Yeah, but she truth. said people just want to have hope. They want to have something to believe in. A promise ring gives a person something to believe What's in. What's funny is the people that I've heard this statement, people show, who, show you who they are, and you believe what you want to believe. That's right. A promise ring is right along, <laughs> along the same way. That's how I feel. If you're over 25, you get a promise ring, just know it's over. And if you in high just school, know it's over. If you in high school, save Let your money. Amen. This is your official voice of youth and high school sports, <laughs> Chad Ricardo, and you are listening to my dudes, the Raspy Voice Kids. We're on to the next segment, Raspy Voice Kids in the building, RVK all day, Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, joined by Jeremy J. N. Fiend Phoenix, and we are joined by the courtside quintessential businessman and Current international world traveler, Mr. Jim Ashley. Say what's up to the people, Jim. What's up, Raspy Voice Kids Podcast? So Jim was in the building, Jeremy. He was in there. I tried to get down to see him. They said, uh, do you have a wristband? I need a proper identification. They wouldn't even let me get down to where Jim is. That's how big time Jim was Did you on show Saturday. The, did you show him the RVK sign? I showed him the RVK, and they said, your seat's over here. You know, they showed me okay, that. Okay. Basically, they said... Uh, you, not today, sir. We're trying to get on that Jim Ashley level. We're trying to get on Jim Ashley's level. Jim, you did it big, man. It was cool to see you down there. I saw yeah. you down there with the coach. Uh, yeah, that, those um, courtside seats were a combined Christmas birthday present for my dad. He really, really loved it. Well, he, he knocked it out of the park, man. That was a perfect game to be sitting courtside, especially this season. That was perfect. Did no, you, I actually thought I thought I saw him uh, jumping up and down in the middle of, uh, of the crowd when they stormed the court. Did you storm the court? I did get on the court after they knocked over all the chairs. <laughs> I saw, I saw Jim. Like I saw him before the game. He like waved, and then I saw him uh, during the game. I could see him. Could you see me, Jim? I did see you. Yes. Okay. So like I was a little more subdued during the Kansas game. We're gonna talk about how I was at the Baylor game. Why my voice sounds like this now? But I was up to my old tricks. I was good. <laughs> hey, it was clean though. Everything was clean. And Joey Boggs, shout out to Joey Boggs, always in the building. He I got, feel like Joey Boggs. I feel like Joey Boggs. He. he he got to the game for the nine o'clock tip off at like two thirty Monday night, Monday afternoon, and doesn't remember any of it. Uh, you know what? Actually, he wasn't. Um, to be honest, he wasn't that inebriated. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was actually Turned surprised. A new leaf, Joey B. Nah, in the nah. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what happened. Maybe it's because it was a holiday and they could, you couldn't find it. I don't know. But uh, so basically, this season has not been what we anticipated. We started out a top fifteen rank. We are currently well. We were nine and nine when we played Kansas. On Saturday, January the 19th, we were not supposed to win, but the line wasn't that big because Kansas had lost four of the last six times that they'd played in Morgantown. And they don't, and basically, they have not had much success in the seven years of playing in Morgantown against Bobby Huggins, West Virginia Mountaineers, and Press Virginia. And this Saturday was no different. West Virginia showed up. They did not play the best game they've ever played, but they played a good game for them. And they got Kansas, who was ripe for the picking. 
No, we. Uh, my my thing I was impressed with is we pressed. We showed that hunger in that fight. Like our dudes were ready to play. Now it comes up to the question: Do you think they were ready to play? Because Huggins coaches extra hard against Kansas. Or is it the fact that they know what Kansas signifies and it's time to get up because the team who wins a conference every single year is coming into our building? Or the last one is, or is it just a plain X's and O's and sometimes we just match up better against teams? What do you think, Jim? Ooh, um, I think our boys are ready to play. I think they I think they badly wanted this one to get the to get the monkey off their back, known as no wins in the Big 12. I, I think, I'm not going to say they came out shooting on all cylinders, but they shot on enough cylinders where they needed to get that win. And that last eight seconds of the game was probably the longest eight seconds I've ever watched in basketball. Yeah, I agree, and I'm with you. I, I think that we do match up well with them, and I, and I think we do get up for them just like every team in the Big Ten gets up for Ohio State. Every team in the SEC gets up for Alabama. Every team now in the ACC, they used to get up for Florida State. Now they get up for Clemson. Clemson. Uh, and everybody who plays Notre Dame, I don't care what their record is, when Notre Dame comes in your building, you get up to play them. And I think that's the way the, the, way the Mountaineers are when Kansas comes. And we have enough talent that if we're focused and excited and work hard, we can beat them. And that's what we've done on a consistent basis in Morgantown. The other thing you have to remember, as Jim referenced, we were 0-4 in the Big 12, but we easily could have been 3-1 in the Big 12. And I'm not saying that because, you know, ifs, if ifs and buts were candidates and nuts. No, yeah, so I'm yeah. not saying that, like, as an excuse. I'm just saying this team may not be quite as bad as they appear at times, if, if you think about it that way. Because if you take those – if we're 3-1 and one in the Big 12, we don't feel about the team the way we did at 0-4 in the Big 12. Of course, this is, you know, going into Saturday. Yeah. So that's how I feel about that. I also think that Beetle played out of his mind 80 points in the last four games. Beetle was what he's been, what he's wanted to be the entire time, what he's been, which is the leader on the court as much as we have a leader on the court. Um, what, it, I, what I saw was defensive intensity. I agree. They played, they played solid. They were focused. They knew their assignment. They moved their feet. We still had turnovers, but they had defensive intensity. The other thing was on the offensive angle, we have a lot of big guys, a lot of big guys. What I loved is it didn't matter who was in. They always exploit the, the matchup. Yep. So, like, so like when we used to play ball, three on three, all of us could post up. And we would find the one guy on defense who couldn't guard the post. I feel like at West Virginia, West Virginia against Kansas, they found that whether it was Harris, whether it was Wesley, whether it was uh, uh, Issa, they went to to the post enough without turning the. I mean, they turned over the ball a little bit, but I feel like they really asserted their big men and played through their big men a lot more than they have through uh, than the rest of the season. Which is a big difference between Saturday and Monday. Monday, as Bobby Huggins said about Coach Scott. uh, What's his last name? Jim, what's Scott's last name? Baylor coach? Uh, coach Scott. Coach Scott. Yeah, yeah, we know who you're talking about. <laughs> coach, coach I'm looking Scott. right at his face. I can't even remember his name. But anyway, he said that he he does such a good job with his bigs. And Bobby Huggins says, I wish he would come help me with mine. That's what he said <laughs> so post game. But Derek. Long lost property, brother. <laughs> I don't think he looks like him, but that's funny just to say. Um, I, again, Jeremy, saw defensive intensity in the Baylor game. I felt like we tried hard. I felt like we played hard, but we were just careless with that basketball again. And not just no, with turnovers. No, before we get to Baylor, I just want to wrap up on the Kansas, man. How did you feel? Like, that oh, was a bad, huge, no, that was a huge, huge win. Nobody would have picked us a win. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, this is the kind of year that we'll beat Kansas. Nobody's putting money on West Virginia beating Kansas. I'm telling you. Even the people who called it, myself, who called it. Chris and, Taylor. 
Ain't nobody putting money on West Virginia beating Kansas at home. That's the way the season was going. To win that game in the fashion that we did, Haley down the, at the end, Culver making buckets, those were bowler plays. Haley wasn't open. The dude was on him. You know what he did? He decided, I'm going to score this bucket no matter what. And that's just like a, a playground, I'm going to score. My will is greater than yours to put the ball in. The, in. Issa hit two big threes down the stretch. Chase Harler hit a three. These dudes came up big. And at the end, to hear Country Roads and, and Fran Frasilla said, he's like, there's no greater season in college basketball. Nope, he, he said, I don't even want to go to the next game. I enjoy. I just want to listen to more Country Roads. How did you guys feel about that win? What do you think, Jim, sitting courtside? How was it? It was a lot of fun. It's a, I'm not trying to brag and toot my own horn, but. A toot toot? I imagine there is. And you get to give a lot more than an earful to the refs. And speaking of refs, it helped that John Higgins was not in the building on Saturday. 35 to 2, we'll never forget. Never forget. I'm getting that tattooed, I think. I will tell you. I have a quick story about the, the guy in front of us said something to the ref, like, why did you call this or that? The ref finally said, look, man, that's Big 12 basketball. What? I I swear on my trip to Australia and my next trip to Australia. <laughs> very... My dad is a witness. He will easily back me up. That's nuts. Yeah, that's Big 12 I, basketball, except for when we were Press Virginia, and you guys called every single little thing every other second. But, yeah. I'll say I'll say for me, um, so I Eric Gresso, Eric Gressack, everybody calls him Gresso, Owner of Gressos on High Street. If you live in Columbus, Central Ohio area, Gressos is the place to be. Eric Gressos the man. It's always better when he's in the building. He hooked me up with my seats for the Kansas game and the Baylor game. And the energy is different standing there behind the basket. I was the Jermaine Haley's shot was hit at right at the basket where I was sitting. I loved as we they were, saw you jump up and down. I loved TV. as they came down the court that he did, that Huggins did not call timeout. People are like, call timeout, and I was like, nope, just go. I felt like it was ours to win. I felt like we had the, we had the momentum, and timeout gave Kansas a chance to regroup, and they were on their heels, and Haley's bucket showed that because if they passed the ball around, Haley gets it, and he realizes, I've got a path, and he took it, and I was excited, and even though they had time left, at, I knew at that moment we'd won. Normally, I think, oh, we're gonna, you know, our hearts could have ripped out. I really believed in that moment we won, and Jeremy, I disagree. I was not surprised that we won. I don't know that – I mean, I don't gamble, so it's hard to say that I would bet, but I wasn't surprised that we beat Kansas because that's the kind of game that we win. You remember when we went 4-8 and eight in the Big that's 12? That's true. I said, I said put money on. Ain't nobody betting uh, money on it. Like, everybody may have called it, but ain't nobody have, uh, have enough confidence to actually put money to on cover, it. though. But anyway – I like to see that. I like to see who, who really thought but we were going to cover. But that said, the energy was fantastic. And one of the reasons it was such a big deal is Darnell Wright and some of the prize recruits were in the house yeah. for that game. And Darnell Ray tweeted after the game, Kansas, um, and he, he said, Soldier Boy voice, if you haven't seen The Breakfast Club of Soldier Boy, go check that out. Um, Darnell Wright was impressed. Coach Brown got his first experience with Country Roads after a win in Morgantown. Those are the kinds of things that matter. And people think they, they do. don't, They're but huge. they matter. And to feel Absolutely it, and for, huge. for a guy like Darnell Wright and the other recruits to look and think, I could be the reason that thousands of people sing this song in unison Black, white, Democrat, Republican, Catholic, Protestant, Irish, English, then it doesn't matter. Everybody comes together. Everybody comes together to sing Country Roads when the Mountaineers win. And so it was fantastic. 
It was so good. And I got to see a lot of cool people. Bo Orlando got to see him. I met him this past season. Bo's my homeboy. He kept grabbing me up and surprised me. He's a little strong with his, but he's cool to see. <laughs> of course, got to see Mr. Mike Ganzi. Shout out to Chris Hall. Chris Hall was like, Ganzi's over there. Ganzi. And he already knows Jeremy's been fiending to get Nah, Ganzi man. Love me some Ganzi. So I immediately go to Ganzi. I skip Caridi. I skip Huggy. I get to Ganzi. And I'm like, first of all, if y'all looking for a guard in Cleveland, holla at your boy. Let me know. If you're not looking for a guard, I got a lot of front office experience in my own you mind. Know, I, 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 I know people. I know people. But at the very least, can I get your phone number so we can get you on the show? And he he was he's you know he obliged me, gave me the digits, responded to the text, took a picture. Mike Gansey, a class act. I feel like a very underrated mountaineer in history, but we love him, of course. We talked about the Farmar play, Absolutely. of course. Um, <laughs> so great. I saw Keenan Cummings. Favorite. Love Keenan Cummings. Got to see him. Keenan, yeah. Casaz, I always get to see him. I saw, um, trying to think who else I was with. There's a lot of cool people, though, uh, in the building for that Kansas game. Kansas game always brings, oh, I saw Adam Lenore. Big Adam Lenore. Our homeboy Man, Jim go Sweezy. way back with Lenore. Saw Jim Sweezy. Sweezy in the building. There was, the stars were out on Saturday, and, it, and they always are for the Kansas game. That's the thing. It doesn't matter if we're 0-4 in conference. Like Jim said, there's a different energy in the building, and there really was. Moving to Monday. Yeah. <laughs> it did not help that it was four degrees or less in Morgantown. But what can you expect from some kids? Like, All right, so Huggins already said they don't stay in the gym enough. You beat Kansas. You're the big man on campus now. Jordan McCabe stayed after and got shots up after the Kansas game. Okay, well, that's one. There's a lot of people on the team. But that's an important one. You enjoy your night on Saturday night because you earned it. Sunday, you're probably not feeling like being in the gym, and here comes Monday. I'm not giving them an excuse. I was just thinking about it, you know, and I, I guess how much can you really expect for them? If we're not the team that showed up to play Kansas and beat Kansas and we are the team that our record reflects – then then I I guess we should have expected this against Baylor. What do you think about what Jeremy had to say, Jim? Well, I kind of think we used all of our energy against Kansas. We didn't save any for Baylor, but the main thing I want to talk about the Baylor game, that little dude, that graduate transfer from Yale. Mason. He made so many bank shots. He should have, they should have been asking for ID <laughs> Yeah, isn't it? Look, Jim out here making big deposits, telling you about telling about how he balling. He really is Australia big at deposits. I mean, international businessman in, in, in the, the building. building. No, um, Mason was dope, and not only was he not only was he making big plays, he was a leader. Every time they had a timeout, he would call people together and get his troops in line. Every free throw situation, Mason was calling out orders. A lot of respect for that guy, but. I got his butt when he was on the free throw line. I said, 10, Mason, I got you. Every time somebody was lined up to shoot a free throw, free throw, I got you. Uh, Thamba, I got you. Every person. The best was number 24. I can't remember his name right now. But Thamba looked at me. He did a little quick, quick, quick glance, just a quick glance. But I told everybody in the section, I said, he, there's no chance he makes his shot. When you look at me, after you missed the first one, especially because I got him, when you make eye contact, it's over for over, you. Over. Over. 24. I said, 24, I got you. 24 looked at me for longer than a split second, and everybody in the crowd looked at me and said, we got him. <laughs> he missed both free throws. I would Look, my voice is gone for a reason. I went at him. I went at them, but I was not vulgar. I was not profane, and I was not disrespectful. I just said, I got you when they came to the free throw line. And, and, they, I, got, and they got the win. And I went with the classic. Jeremy, what did <laughs> I do when they shot? Blula. Blula. 
It's, it's legendary. It's real. Some scientific reason why it works. But like Jerry said, they did get the win. And I just got to give uh, respect to Scott Drew. Scott Drew is a great coach. Yep, and he had them ready to play. He had them ready to play had, without their best ready. player. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and Mason was a leader on the court. I will say, I don't think it was our guys lost energy. Culver, I think, was too excited. Dooms, when he got in, I felt like, again, was too amped up, trying to do too much. They also didn't give him some foul calls that he could have gotten getting to the bucket. Um, the same thing I will this Big 12 basketball. I'll, I'll say the same. We, you, know, you know what I like about the Big 12 basketball is I feel like we saw a little bit of press Virginia again in that second half. Granted, we lost the game, but there were 16 turnovers. They committed 16 turnovers in the second half. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I, I said, so we got after them. Napper had 15. Beetle had 22. Culver, again, ripping down eight rebounds. And I know we've been talking about it all year, but the things Culver's doing. Culver's had seven or more rebounds of in six out of the seven uh, of his last games. As a freshman, in the Big 12, that's big time. Granted, the loss hurts. Granted, I, I don't know if I, I'm going to say we have to refocus because it just seems like who we are. No, this is a process. Like somebody said, there's there's pain in the process. But 16 turnovers in the second half makes me feel good about us being able to press a little bit on, on the upcoming Vols game. The part that I struggle with is we miss so many layups. We miss more than half of our shots within two feet of the basket. You can't do that and win games. No, no, you absolutely. can't give as many Especially second chance. Not us. You can't give as many second chance points as we gave. Miss free throws, they still got rebounds. Miss shots, they still got rebounds. So, what you think, Jim? How'd you feel about the Baylor game? No, <laughs> I, was looking, I was looking for some Pepto Bismol or something. I was getting some heartburn and indigestion. Went back I just to. Don't understand how we just constantly miss the easiest shots and. There were just so many shots that you would think would normally go in, but just did not even bounce our way on the ramp. Yeah, those those are tough. Those are tough when you when you when you have something like that. And they don't really make any sense. There's not. It's not like you look at it and you think there's some kind of form issue or some kind of procedural issue. It's just you make it or you don't, and we didn't. But it's on to the next game. Big Twelve basketball, as Jim said, Jim. We thank you for joining us once again. The courtside, Mr. International, world traveler, and quintessential businessman, Jim Ashley. And, and thank you for – go ahead, Jim. No, and thank you for, for, for being here. But we're going to let you make a call right now, Jim. Well, no, I, I want to – I do want to say this before I forget. All right, thank go, you not only for being on with us, but thank you for supporting us. You've been down since day one. So well, props no. to you and respect to you and thank you. And also, Jim oh, – go ahead, go ahead, Jim. No, you go ahead while you're staying. No, you can wrap this all up. Whatever you're going to say and answer this question, I do want your call when we go in to number one Rocky Top, when we go down there to Knoxville to meet them Vols on Saturday. Let me on the spot, huh? On the spot. Oh, boy. I don't know. I, I mean, I think it would help that Huggins is actually familiar with their coach, Rick Barnes. He did coach at Texas, and he was actually a pretty good coach, so. Yeah, I haven't seen any lines or anything, but I think West Virginia will keep it close, and I'm hoping and praying for a rocky flop, just like back in Charlotte in August. I like that. I like it. I like it, too. On to the next segment. Raspy Voice! We would like to take the time to thank the sponsors to the Raspy Voice Kids. Firstly, we'd like to thank Sandwich U, the king of the fat sandwich. We'd also like to thank Swill Dog. Get swilled responsibly, of course. We'd like to thank Shrinkables and also Jim Ashley, the quintessential businessman. And finally, Astorg Auto.
Jamie Spears is the man with the plan. Here we are again, Jay and Fiend. I also a pit in the building, and we're talking about the RVK Royal Rumble, the coaches Royal Rumble. That is, we're on to the ACC, ACC Clemson World, Clemson, <laughs> the Tigers World in football, but in fighting, in a coaches Royal Rumble. Now, as you look down through this list, B. How'd you feel about uh, uh, the, the the people we have uh, here in the ACC? Well, I knew one person for sure who was going to win because he's got a very terrible diet because of what he typically eats. Uh, and then it came down to basically... <laughs> it's, no, it's funny because it took me two seconds to figure out who you're talking about. It basically comes down to two coaches for me, uh, but we can go through each one because we think it's only fair to give you guys our thought process. You know, we want to be like the committee, but better when it comes to college football playing. We want to be transparent. We want you to see our thought process and give you the real, the raw, the uncut. But then more importantly, we give you your chance to vote out of the two that we choose. And let me just say this before we go down the names of the coaches in ACC who will be participating in this Coaches Royal Rumble. That I feel like the ACC is right along the Big 12 in in the Pac-12 in... in, uh, uh, Yeah, they don't have a lot. They don't have a lot of... They don't have a lot of... Um, talented Royal Rumble participants. It's clearly the Big Ten, the Big Ten, and the SEC that's really ruling this right now. And the Group of Five. Yeah, yeah the Group of Five. <laughs> and the group little foreshadowing, of five. little foreshadowing. All right, let's get to these names. Steve Aduzzi, Adazio. <laughs> we pra- guys, just, just a little background. We practice this for a good five minutes. Adazio. Aduzzi doesn't even. It's not even. I don't. <laughs> to it quick. Steve Adazio. Steve Adazio from Boston College. We're going to call you Coach Steve. So next time I say it, we're going to call Coach Coach Steve. Steve. Dino Babers from Syracuse. And Pat Narduzzi from lowercase p, Pitt. Um, So in that group, I think Adazio is too old. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. Narduzzi has a very, very terrible diet. Disgusting. Okay. Fecal matter, to be honest. All he eats all day. So I'm going with Babers. Caroline. I'm going with Babers. <laughs> Dino Babers for sure. He has that look. He's stern. He looks tough. I'm there. I'm definitely down with the orange. He looks like he don't play. He don't. He he don't take no for an answer. It's Dino Babers from that group of three. The next three are Dave Doreen from NC State, Larry Fedora from North Carolina, and Bronco Mendenhall from Virginia. Um. Yeah, I think I'm going Bronco Mendenhall purely on name. Purely on name. If I knew nothing else about Bronco Mendenhall, I know his name is Bronco Mendenhall. Yeah. Plus, he was there on the sidelines when the fight broke out between BYU and Utah in the bowl game Holy War. Uh, Or no, sorry. No, BYU and Memphis. BYU and Memphis was the fight. I'm going Bronco. Bronco, no, 100%. I'm with you. Not the other two coaches. Bronco just looks tough to me, man. Dude was at BYU, stout. Fierce looking dude. Looks like, like, like he comes on the field and you don't necessarily know what you're getting. I just, you know, I, I wouldn't want to mess with him. I wouldn't want to play with him. He has a little bit of well, crazy. I, I personally am not afraid of I fear no man. But okay. I heard you saying for the average person. Except for Scott Frost when he mm-hmm. said, I have to catch a bus. Remember? I let him yeah, go. Yeah. I let him go. Yeah, oh, okay, I let him okay. go. So Bronco Mendenhall for sure for me. All right, the next three. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even get it out. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Johnson from Georgia Tech. Yeah. All right. Paul Johnson from Georgia Tech. 
Willie Tiger from Florida State, or Dave Clawson from Wake Forest? I'm going Willie Tiger in this one. Willie's not been a very good football coach, but Willie seems like a tough guy to me. I'm going Willie Tiger for this one. Absolutely. Even though I will say, I know I was doing all that laughing about Paul Johnson. Paul, poor Paul I, Johnson. I don't know why, but I will say, anybody who's running the wing tee or the uh, the triple option, I feel like has a toughness about them. They want to hit you in the mouth, and they want. Yeah, they do. I I don't I don't trust his endurance. I don't trust his uh uh, uh stamina. Nope. But I do feel like look, if he makes it through the first ten seconds, then then maybe you know if he if he can if he can end it quick in the first round. But no, not gotta, Paul Johnson. Remember, this is not a boxing match. You just got to get him over the ropes, Jay. That's true. That's true. You just got to get him over the ropes. Dave Clawson, I looked at him from Wake Forest, and I just kept looking at him, and I think he's one of them dudes that you think is way tougher than what he really is. And then you get outside, and you're like, nah, nah. I- I'm glad I picked him. All right, on to the next three. David Clutcliffe, Duke. No chance. Justin Fuente from Virginia Tech. Like that guy. And Bobby Petrino from Louisville. Bobby Petrino. 100% is the kind of guy who's backing away, waving his arms like, no, 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 please don't hurt me. Yep. As his friends come from, or no, not even friends, his hired goons come from behind and hit you with a chair. That's who Bobby Petrino is. Bobby Petrino has a chance because no one in the game is, no. Why are we doing Bobby Petrino? Bobby Petrino is not the coach of Louisville anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here talking. I'm sitting, sitting here talking. talking. I was looking, I was looking at I the know. wrong list. But no, it's it's funny because since Bobby Petrino came up, and I'm gonna just finish this thought real quick. He's somebody who will gouge your eyes and do every one hundred percent one the dirtiest trick of all time to try to try to get you wherever he wants you to be. Justin Scott Satterfield, on the other hand, who is the Louisville head coach? That's right. That's right. Excuse he was me, previously Louisville. at Appalachian State. He again is the kind of guy I look at as a tough guy. But the problem with him is he played quarterback. And Scott Frost, I think, is the only quarterback I'm willing to give a chance at winning this Royal Rumble. Justin Fuente at Virginia Tech, he looks like he may be tough. He's just a little soggy. Once again, that stamina, that endurance. Soggy? I, he's not that soggy. Just a little, a soggy. Soggy is not out, like, super Yeah, you're right. That's you're what right, I say. Just right, a little soggy. Right. I can't take him. Plus, I, do like, I do like Justin Fuentes, though. I, I do like his me too, mentality. Me too. Me too. That tough guy mentality. All right. On to the last two. Mark Rick. And Dabo. That's right. We ain't going with the full name because you already know the name. Mark Rick is not the coach of Miami. Manny Diaz is. What in the world is I wrong don't know. with Manny me? Manny Diaz left Temple, too. So Manny what Diaz, in the world is Manny wrong with Manny Diaz me? has shown he's got a little bit of sneaky disloyalty of his own. Now, granted, he's got the roots at Miami. Manny Diaz, again, too small. He was a production assistant at ESPN. He's not the kind of guy who's going to win any kind of Royal Rumble, in my opinion. Nice guy. Good guy. Not winning anything. Mar- Manny Diaz, you're, you're not in the running. Dabo, B-Y-O-G, bring your own guts. Bring your own guts. The fierceness, guts. the intensity, buddy small. Let's be for real. Dabo, I don't care what size he is. Dabo is teeny tiny. Do you know what I mean? Like, Dabo, Dabo is my winner for the ACC. All right, see, don't, don't jump to because like, I'm supposed to like wrap it up and then say, oh. all right, now we're going to announce <laughs> R2. You see, y'all so, so quick. B-Y-O-G. Who's your pick, Brandon? Because we don't know it yet. The Clemson Tiger. The one day returning Crimson Tide head coach, Dabo, BYOG. I'll say this the guy I pick, I feel like you would get him outside. He would release shock, shock and all. You wouldn't realize that this was coming. You wouldn't realize the intensity, the fierceness. I feel like he would just clear the ring like the one, two, three kid and throw everybody out the ring. My answer is Dabo. We all the same B-Y-O-G. place. BYOG. 
finally, us two, <laughs> we do we do not talk about this. That was a high five you heard And in the, the thing is, I feel like Dabo was the underdog in the ACC. He was. And somehow, we both picked Dabo. Look, I don't question Dabo for nothing. For nothing. Championships, Dabo. B-Y-O-G. And tonight, hey, it was B-Y-O-G. Bring your own guts. Astor Auto of Charleston is West Virginia's premier automotive luxury dealer. We sell Land Rover, Jaguar, Mercedes-Benz, Volvo, and Audi brands. We also have a wide variety of pre-owned luxury cars at our store on Corridor G. Our service department also goes the extra mile and aims to exceed your expectations. We offer free pickup and delivery on service appointments to make your life easier. Come experience a new level of service. Astor Auto of Charleston, a tradition of automotive excellence. Learn more at astorgato.com. We back. It's the return of why we hate. This time it's the Tennessee basketball edition. The why we hate Tennessee football video is our most watched YouTube video of all time. Of all time. Of all time? Why? Because people hate Tennessee. We're not the only ones. The stuff we said was straight facts. Even Tennessee fans had to admit that. And we're going to come give you what Rick Barnes is not going to want to hear, which is the truth. And as so many people have said, copying Jack Nicholson from A Few Good Men, most of y'all can't handle the truth. But here's the thing, Jeremy. We're going to go out there because deep down inside, in places you don't like to admit, you want us on that wall. You You need us on that that wall. wall. So here we go. Why we hate Tennessee basketball edition. The number one reason, it's Tennessee. Amen. Amen. The other problem I had with Tennessee is I hate orange in general. I hate hokey orange. I hate burnt orange. Horns down. And I hate that puke, disgusting, garbage truck worker convention orange, as 247 <laughs> Sports said. That's what I hate. And that's an entire stadium field down, th- field down there in Knoxville every other Saturday at least. And they do it in the basketball stadium as well. And, of course, Pat Summit is a, leg- is a legend. But she's no Gino Oriyama. She wishes she was Gino. She ain't doing much of <laughs> Look, R.I.P. Here's, here's the thing. I get it. I get it, Tennessee. You're number one. You're finally feeling good. Finally, since the Bruce Pearl days. Admiral Schofield, one of your players, tweeted out, let the hate begin. What? The hate what? begin? Don't nobody hate Tennessee basketball? You know why? Because you'll be number one for less than a week because you see us on Saturday. Nobody's, nobody cares enough about Tennessee basketball to hate on Tennessee basketball, and your rating's going to be so quick, it doesn't matter. I saw all kind of Vols players tweeting and saying, oh, here it comes. Oh, man, it's so great to be a, volu- a volunteer. Don't y'all know how this ends? You do know. You do know how it ends. It ends in the national. No, it doesn't because you just have never been to a national championship. In basketball. No. Uh, but it ends in the Final Four, right? No, of course not. It look. You guys have never been to a Final Four. No Final Fours? You've been to one Elite Eight in your entire program. You know how this ends. I know you go to the basketball arena and you see the banners flying and the banners hanging. And you know what? Those are Pat Summits. Those are the women's (laughs) basketball team. They're not yours. You're garbage. You're a football school. And I understand the fact that maybe you don't want to be a football school considering you guys have been getting ran down and mowed over for the past two years. Molly Wap, mud stomped. So you're trying to act like maybe you're a basketball school, but you're going to find out Old Smokey, just like in football, is the same in basketball. He's all bark and no bite. But he's really smart. What two commands does he know, Jeremy? 
sit down and roll over. Yeah, sit down when you pee even. He don't even put that leg up. That's right. The other problem I got with Tennessee is Rick Barnes is their coach. Rick Barnes used to coach another orange team, Jeremy, Texas. You know Rick Barnes is one of only six head coaches to ever take two different teams to the number one status? No, didn't know that. But what did Rick Barnes do when he had Kevin Durant in orange? Yeah, nothing. The Durantula. Arguably the greatest player in the NBA at this time. Maybe one. most people by the time he's done will say he's going to be top five at least. Top ten all time. What did Rick Barnes do with him? How many titles? The answer is zero, as you mentioned. No national titles with the Durantula. Remember what what Carmelo was able to do at Syracuse? Carmelo could do at Syracuse. With Jim Beheim, who's overrated. Rick Barnes could not even get Kevin Durant to the final four. That's how bad he is. You think he can match up with Huggy Bear, even with our squad underachieving? It's finna go downtown in Knoxville. It is finna go down. GBDO is what you guys are going to yell, just like you did in football. But you know what? It is going to feel so sweet when we invade Knoxville. And we show you may have a little bit more talent, but there's no comparison between Rick Barnes and the legend, the soon-to-be Hall of Famer, Bobby Huggins. That's right. I got my rock voice on. Yeah. So here we come, and I cannot wait. To our players are singing Country Roads in Knoxville. One time I got drunk in Morgantown, I got thrown in jail. What else happened? I had to call up my last three girlfriends to come and pose my bell. Another time I got in the side, I got out of hand. Next thing, something, something, marching with the Mountaineer Band. Get them. Morgantown will always be home sweet home to me. Good old Morgantown. Woo! Morgantown, WB. And we out. We have been nominated for the best podcast in the Mid-Ohio Valley. Please, please go vote for your boys, the Raspy Voice Kids. It is clutchmov.com. That's C-L-U-T-C-H-M-O-V.com. We are in the best podcast category. It's the very last category. Choose the Raspy Voice Kids. Please vote for your boys. Holla at us. Get at us. We love y'all. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.